This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. President set to hit the road. I think I'm going to try doing a rally on Saturday night. The plot to kidnap a governor. I knew this job would be hard. I never could have imagined anything like this. Hurricane closes in. I am praying no more damage for anybody's houses. Good morning, I'm Steve Kathan. With the CBS World News Roundup, President Trump vows to get back on the campaign trail tomorrow, eight days after his coronavirus diagnosis sent him to the hospital. CBS's Ben Tracy is at the White House. Just saw the doctors today. They think I'm in great shape. In an interview Thursday night, President Trump claimed again that he's feeling great. But his voice noticeably broke on two occasions. On, I think, the first debate, they, I will say this, absentee is okay because absentee ballots, excuse me. The president says he's getting ready to get back on the campaign trail despite CDC guidelines that recommend getting two negative COVID tests before ending isolation. The president is, uh, shall we say, in an altered state right now. The news comes as House Speaker Nancy Pelosi plans to form a commission today to review President Trump's fitness for office. She's concerned about his behavior while taking the powerful steroid dexamethasone. His disassociation from reality would be funny if it weren't so deadly. President Trump fired back, tweeting, Crazy Nancy is the one who should be under observation. The decision by the Presidential Debate Commission to hold a virtual event next week prompted President Trump to say he had no interest in taking part. CBS's Stephen Portnoy says both campaigns are now making other plans. Biden has agreed to a forum that night on ABC, and the Trump camp suggests it will hold a rally. The Trump campaign proposed adding another debate October 29th to ensure there would be three debates, but the Biden camp said no to that, calling on the commission to reformat the October 22nd debate as a town hall. Now to Michigan and the stunning story of the plot to kidnap Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Six men linked to right-wing militias are charged. Seven others allegedly provided material support. CBS's Jeff Pegues. Prosecutors say the group decided to kidnap Whitmer at her vacation home, even going so far as to conduct surveillance there. One of the alleged ringleaders, Adam Fox, said that Governor Whitmer has uncontrolled power right now. 
and described the plan as a snatching grab. Some of the suspects were also visible online, their social media accounts riddled with anti-government and pro-gun views. These politicians that keep robbing us and taking our money. But information gathered through confidential informants is what ultimately foiled their alleged plot. Yesterday, Governor Whitmer thanked law enforcement for their efforts while also pointing the blame at President Trump. The President of the United States stood before the American people and refused to condemn white supremacists and hate groups like these two Michigan militia groups. The president responded last night. And, you know, I see Whitmer today. She's complaining, but it was our Justice Department that arrested the people that she was complaining about. It was my Justice Department that arrested them. It's like the rerun of a bad movie for people along the coast of Louisiana. Thousands have packed up and left as Hurricane Delta is just hours from landfall. And it all comes six weeks after Hurricane Laura did major damage. Here's CBS's David Begno. Turn off the light, baby. Jen Shirley and her four kids packed up their rental home yesterday to evacuate yet again. Put it this way. The family relocated to Broussard just over a month ago after Hurricane Laura damaged their home in Lake Charles, about 82 miles away. But now, Hurricane Delta is forcing the Shirleys to leave their Broussard refuge. I'm worried about the debris. And there's so many people in tents back in Lake Charles. Blue tarps handed out by FEMA protect thousands of damaged homes here in Lake Charles. There's like a physical preparation and a mental preparation. The United Nations World Food Program has been awarded this year's Nobel Peace Prize. For its efforts to combat hunger, for its contribution to bettering conditions for peace in conflict-affected areas. The announcement coming in Oslo, the organization provided help to 100 million people in 88 countries last year. A 22-year-old small-town Texas police officer charged with murder in the shooting death of a black man last weekend has been fired. The family of the 31-year-old victim says he had been trying to break up a fight when the police arrived. A sliver of hope on working out a new coronavirus stimulus deal comes from Senate GOP leader Mitch McConnell. We're still talking, and hopefully there'll be a way forward soon. Speaking with local leaders in Bourbon County, Kentucky, McConnell suggested the administration fell short when it came to virus precautions at the White House. I haven't been to the White House since August the 6th, and I personally didn't feel that they were approaching protection from this illness in the same way that I thought was appropriate for the Senate. The antibody cocktail that President Trump took for coronavirus was tested in a lab using a cell line originally derived from the tissue of an aborted fetus decades ago, according to a drug company spokeswoman. That would be at odds with the administration position against stem cell research. Vaccine makers are also relying on those kinds of cells. The U.S. Supreme Court has deferred action on its first abortion-related issue since the death of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. The court says for now at least, women can continue to get an abortion pill by mail during the pandemic. CBS's Kate Smith says it prevents the administration from enforcing an FDA rule. That regulation, the ACLU argued in court, was unnecessary before the coronavirus, but in the context of a pandemic, placed abortion patients at unnecessary risk of exposure to the deadly virus. Correspondent Mola Lenghi has the latest from the state where the virus is straining the health care system. Wisconsin is one of the nation's largest coronavirus hotspots. Long lines to get tested and doctors scrambling just to find 
enough hospital beds. The Thetacare Healthcare System in Northeast Wisconsin says it's seen about a 500% increase in hospitalizations. More than 200 of its staffers are out sick or in quarantine due to the virus. Russia has recorded a new daily high for COVID infections, more than 12,000 topping the previous mark back in May. One health official warned of renewed restrictions if the situation continues to worsen. A country singer may have had fun at a crowded, maskless party, but it didn't help his career. He was supposed to be the musical guest for this weekend's Saturday Night Live. But country singer Morgan Wallen has been dropped from performing after videos made the rounds on TikTok of him recently socializing maskless at a crowded bar and at a house party this past weekend in Alabama. The 27-year-old says he spoke with the show's executive producer, Lauren Michaels, and says he respects the show's decision. He says he has some growing up to do. Matt Piper, CBS News. Dollar General, the store chain often found in smaller or less affluent communities, is set to open new stores called Pop Shelf. They're designed to appeal to families earning more than $50,000 a year. But the company says 95% of the items sold in pop shelf stores will cost 5 bucks or less. The Roundup is produced by Paul Ferry. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Pre-order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital editions wherever you get your books. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Varian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground, and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder... 
Had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.